0: Peripheral Reviews Podcast, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this January 14th, 2024. Uh, welcome back to the program. I'm your, co- I'm your host, er- uh, Jake, and Errol is with me. He's my co-host. Uh, what's going on tonight, Errol? How are we doing?
1: Yeah, pretty bad. I messed up. <laughs> yeah,
0: <clears throat> we had in, in, the, in the works uh, the Blaze Foley record or a compilation record, Sitting by the Road, Old Errol got our, got his wires crossed. Uh, no problem there. We we uh, we are we're instead going to pivot like last minute pivot into a uh, a fireside chat tonight, which is actually you know at the, at the end of the day I'm not too worried about it. I actually think it's probably a a good opportunity for us to kind of introduce this series and gives us an opportunity to kind of like I don't know, um, kind of parse out some ideas a little bit, just kind of uh, do a little chit chat uh, fireside style um, and kind of. Gives us a, it also fills in a week because we were gonna. I was gonna an- announce in the podcast tonight we did manage to salvage our Christmas episode. Um, Errol, I didn't get your take on that. What do you how do you feel about uh, salvaging that long forgotten, what we thought was our heartbroken lost Christmas uh Christmas episode?
1: It's a Christmas miracle,
0: <laughs> it really quite is. I mean, it was, I, I had to dig deep into the uh into the the back files of my of my desktop but I managed to salvage it um, so that one is gonna be <laughs> we're gonna shelve that for uh, next Christmas season so you guys will get a peep out of that at the end of the year um, that that'll fill in a week for us but in in the meantime um we're gonna push back the uh, Blaze Foley record episode by by a week, and uh, this week we'll fill in a nice fireside chat. And we're just talking a little bit, Errol, about your uh, you've made some conscious health decisions, uh, which is uh, admirable. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what's the effects of uh, of what your, some of your choices have been? You know,
1: I um I I really started to uh. To go to the gym in like a pursuit of vanity. And then. So I was like going to the gym just to like kind of like be in better shape. And like I started a week before the New Year's resolution. So I think I said it before just so I could be like uh, forget those guys. But with that the biggest change that uh, came is. uh, I realized that I wasn't going to get any change unless I changed up my diet. So. I was like, what do I want to do? Because I while I am working out and like trying to better myself, I'm lazy. Like I haven't done anything for 10 years. Um and I was like, what's the easiest thing to do? So I went with a keto. I just picked a rabbit out the head. I was like, this one's gonna do. I was like, I don't really need to eat bread. I can eat all the bacon and eggs. So I was like, good, that's all I do. Bacon, eggs, and chicken wings, that's what sold me. Um but I was scrolling through the list and it said beer. And I was like, I can't do it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, you can. Um, so, on top of uh, cutting like carbs out for the most part and working out, I also cut out beer. So, I should uh, be a little less uh, <clears throat> less uh, spacey. Um, a little more on track when it comes to these uh, future podcasts for the main part. But, um, Yeah, no, my my advice would be, like, if anyone's thinking about, like, changing up their routine, like, they want to uh, stop a vice, uh, best best advice I have is to pick up another vice, like a positive one. Um, I started uh, working out, and it made me want to focus on doing other things. So, as opposed to just being, oh, I'm going to stop drinking just for the sake of stopping drinking, which, let's be real, that's not fun. That's, like, that's not fun. Um, I was like, I'm going to stop drinking because there is a goal. So,
0: Yeah, it's a solid. I mean, listen, at at the end of the day, I mean, the alcohol is poison, as they say.
1: You want to know what? The World Health Organization classifies alcohol as a poison and a class one carcinogen. Oh, yeah. I mean, what? So it is. That is what it does. It's a it's a cancer causing poison, but it's also technically a vitamin
0: which one
1: it's alcohol it is a vitamin your body treats it like a vitamin but it is the one vitamin that does nothing besides cause detriments but it still gets transported through your system like as vitamins would yeah
0: i mean it's it's pretty destructive i mean there's there's more than there's more than enough examples in the world of of people who have allowed alcohol to truly like actually diminish them um so I, I think it's a great emotion. And I always try to like, I always have like the mentality about like alcohol consumption is like a, is a, is like a, a thing to, to moderate to like, in like the best, I think the best mode of, of alcohol consumption or like the best relationship to have with alcohol is like via, um is like
1: via moderation and like regulated. Best relationships at an arm's distance.
0: Yeah. It's not like, like, I guess that I don't know. I've always looked at it as like to completely um omit it from your from your world is like that's fine too. I think that's great too. Cause I've I've done it a few times. I've done like i c I've done like a year like without it just to see what like how healthy I could feel. And um uh, felt great. Those are like really good, healthy years for me. It was like basically actually kind of like around the time we got um pregnant with my with my kids because I wanted like there's a bunch of science about like um, your, your genetic profile and like the shape you're in when you conceive of your children is like, oh yeah, like whatever genes you're like, whatever shape you're in or whatever your, your general health portfolio looks like when you conceive of your kids is like, that's the set of genes you're going to pass to them. So like I took the time that we were trying to get pregnant. I was like trying to make sure I was like tip top shape. So I omit alcohol, got my diet pretty clean, tons and tons of exercise. Like Best shape, best couple years of my life in terms of overall health and definitely noticeable. Definitely. One thing I'll tell you, the biggest thing I noticed without alcohol, without any alcohol use is sleep. I sleep Sleep. so much better.
1: Yeah, I am. And it's only been like three weeks or so, but maybe it's just (coughs) because I've been so used to waking up like hungover. It is. It's so weird just waking up like, oh, I'm kind of tired. And like five minutes later, not even any coffee. I'll just drink some water right up.
0: Yeah, it's wild. It feels so much better. It's so much easier. <clears throat> it's so much easier to like, uh, well, my, I was actually just commenting like, we just bought this new uh, bed frame. Like we had this old bed frame that was like kind of big and like blocky, you know, it was like made of wood and it was kind of shitty and like it would creak right it was like a creaky bed frame like you climb into bed and like you could just it would just creak like all corners of it would creak my daughter sleeps in our room with us so like <clears throat> every time we get into bed like that thing would creak and like wake her up or whatever and then you don't realize it but at night you're like tossing and turning or whatever and the bed's creaking while you're freaking moving around flipping and flapping sometimes and we got this new bed frame and i'm like like we've had it for about a week now and i'm like holy shit i'm like I'm sleeping like a rock every night. I wonder what the hell, like, it's just a bed frame. It's the same bed. Everything else is the same. Then I realized that like, oh, that fucking creaking was waking me up or disrupting my sleep. Like just from like moving around at night. Like I would flip over and like, like that, like that was disrupting my sleep. It was actually fucking up my sleep like way more than I ever realized. And it wasn't until like all of a sudden I'm in this like still quiet bed frame now that like, oh it was like oh shit like you're so much more sensitive than you realize i think sometimes oh yeah and
1: um (laughs) my problem is uh i i smoke as well so like while i am kind of sleeping better it's um it's only slightly because if you um if you if you smoke marijuana then you don't necessarily go in your in your rapid eye movement cycles
0: Oh, no. Yeah. You you can't have any like you don't want any substances like even like people who take like uh, they supplement melatonin like. Yeah, it's actually like one of the worst. I've read that it's actually one of the worst things you can do for your sleep hygiene is to supplement with melatonin because then your body stops. Your brain will stop producing it on its own. Well, so
1: it's-, it's 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 like it's whatever it's like with any drug Um uh, stuff that like makes dopamine. It will uh, mess up your dopamine receptors. Steroids is a really good example of that. If you, um, me working out, I'm like, how do I get big? And it's like, have you thought about steroids? I'm like, damn it, That's it's always that. I'm like, how do I get big fast? And like, either steroids or lift more weight. And I'm like, this sucks. But um steroids if you take them then your body will be like well we have an excess we don't need to produce more because we have them and then that's why you'll get problems down the road and like you know um people like the shrinking of the testicles uh on top of all the other like uh, like physical health problems but
0: yeah i mean you if you want to produce I, i've also read there's there's other ways to like produce more testosterone like you can take like you can supplement in other ways that are a little bit closer to the natural a natural supplementation like there aren't pharmaceuticals in any way like you could take like uh tungka ali is a is a is a root it's like an eastern eastern root that you can take in like a capsule form you can take like tribulus root there's like and this, some of these things did work I, I, i've noticed they've worked at least for me there's like obviously some mushrooms too you can take like some of the um, there's always a mushroom mushroom mushrooms are like the plant of the they're like the super plant because they they offer like they're not a
1: plant they're closer to uh, they're closer to uh right they're an human. organism right yeah they're closer to humans different. than they are plants yeah that's true i, I just mean, the closest things to aliens if you ask me well
0: they breathe too right they, like in, they intake oxygen it's
1: like kind it's of, it, there's like thousands of genders oh really yeah, yeah. mushrooms it's like they're they get down like that they get freaky freaky that's <laughs> that is kind of freaky
0: there well I've, I've definitely read the thing about them like breathing as like as a, a character trait of the mushroom and that they also like um they live off of um like whereas like other plants kind of survive on like the process of the photosynthesis or whatever like they actually attach to other living organisms and like grow off of them like specifically they kind of like has how they survive.
1: Like, yeah, they'll they'll eat shit. They need a, yeah. they're, they're <laughs> exactly. bad man pajamas. Um,
0: turkey, like, tur uh, what is it? Uh, turkey reishi is like a super useful. What are they called? They're called, um, what are those style, like cordyceps, turkey reishi. Um, these mushrooms are called, um, I'm blanking on what, what's, what type of like, uh, I'll look it up now. Um, cordyceps. I mean, there are...
1: Uh, um, Can't hear cordyceps without thinking of The Last of Us. I ain't eating that, bro.
0: Well,
1: this is wild. What is this? Have you
0: seen this on YouTube? See- <clears throat> what? If you go... If, <laughs> oh my god, this is like kind of insane. I don't understand. What? This is very bizarre. Okay, I've just discovered something for our listeners. This is not good for an audio podcast, but if you listen to what I'm – I don't this is really understand how this is happening, but this is – I've never seen this, and I've just discovered something on Google. If you type – if you Google search cordyceps as, like, the mushroom, right, and then you scroll down and scroll up – so, Errol, try this on your desktop if you get a chance – I'm gonna refresh the page see if I can replicate it. As soon as you, as soon as the Google page for cordyceps comes up, which is a it's a fungi mushroom, a type of mushroom, a little red symbol with a, a mushroom pops up, and if you cl- if you click that, like your screen will be overtaken by mushroom roots.
1: Oh, that is neat. You see it? Yeah.
0: Well, and it just keeps going the more you click it. I don't really know why Google is doing that, but it's kind of cool. I guess I'm not sure why um i don't really understand why this is a weird discovery but google's in on it i mean the more you click it the more roots kind of emerge strange um yeah cordyceps are are an interesting one some of that stuff i'm like really sensitive to though like i've taken all the mushrooms you can imagine like like a lot of the chinese ones because of like lion's mane and cordyceps obviously and then uh reishi, and i've actually done uh, not a mushroom but ashwagandha that stuff i'm like really sensitive to it makes me super jittery mm.
1: <clears throat> have you seen the um the one thing where they put like uh, like fungus spores with um <clears throat> they put fungus spores in a model or a scale model of tokyo with uh food deposits at like um at metro hubs and it almost made, like, an exact replica of the Tokyo Railway. Really? Oh, like... Because it's, like, the most convenient pathway.
0: They were Like, replicated? Yeah. Interesting. Because it was Like, they both
1: were, like, it was almost, like, an exact, like... They both did the same thing, and it happened to be the most efficient way to do it.
0: Yeah, so, they're like, yeah, basically verified of what was the... What was actually truly most efficient.
1: Right. And they're... Also verified that there's some kind of thinking going on in that hive mind of fungus. Fascinating. Like overall, like a overall rhyme or reason. Oh yeah, but um, I saw so I was talking about weed how it messes up your REM thing. You want to know my what? biggest gripe? The biggest uh, elephant in the room that like the the uh, cr- like I don't want to like the the uh, like the spiritual people people who, like, smoke weed and, like, um, do, like, hallucinogens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of, like, the hippie-like folk. Like, you know what I'm talking about. Like, people who are like, oh, yeah, like, peace and, like, vibrations. And, like, they, they all smoke weed. And I'm not going to talk smack because I smoke weed. But it's something that I've come across and I've realized. And it hit me like a bullet train. Um, everyone talks about doing all these hallucinogens and stuff we all smoke weed so we can't even dream every night like we literally get dimethyltryptamine for free whole movie pictures that are like subconscious depictions of like what we are going through our past our present our possible future mm-hmm. and we're so jaded that we're like oh, I'll just do LSD like every now and again and it's really just keep smoking weed when you could just stop smoking weed and trip every time you go to for free when you go to bed like literally you go to sleep so instead of just and here's another thing too the most depressing part about it and it's i don't like to think about it that much because uh, so if you don't have rem sleep you're not dreaming as like much as you should or as vivid to the point where for the most part you don't even remember your dreams if you smoke a lot then you'll wake up and it'll just be like blank That is like half of your life that you're not living.
0: It's true because you're you're sleeping. It's just,
1: well, it's, you're sleeping, but at least when you're sleeping normally, you'll like have dreams and be able to experience something. If it's just, you don't remember if it's just blank half of the time you are living technically is just, you know, error, error code did not, you know, did unsaved file corrupted file.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's definitely it's definitely an aspect that you're you're foregoing cuz marijuana completely suppresses any any dream state that you can recall at least.
1: And it is like for there I'll dream every now and again like and it's not like you'll just never dream if you just but um when I, when I stopped smoking when I moved to Hawaii, because I kind of like had to because like change of scenery, you know, I wasn't going to go like knocking door to door and be like, hey, and plus uh, you don't really need to when you move. At least I found that I don't necessarily need to in a change of scenery. But um, it took like two or three weeks, but like during that, like the second or third week, I had like, like an epiphany of a dream, like a, like a, like a world shattering, like like uh coming to of like my past and like school and stuff like that and i was like that's like crazy like it was like such a wild vivid dream that i still remember like it to this day it was a uh, it was a talent show um and we were all doing our stuff i think you might have been on the stage with me and <clears throat> partway during the scene i tripped and i fell off the back of the stage never was like oh. but like you know the show must go on so like you guys are still dancing and stuff. And I was like, well, I already fell off. It doesn't matter. So I was just like dancing in the background and then the show ended. And then I got back up and I was like, all right, good job. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, We all leave. And then I was talking to someone and then they're like, like what happened back there? And I was like, Oh, I just like tripped and I fell off the stage and they're like, yeah, like, why don't you like come back? Like you, you fell off halfway through and then you never came back. And I was like, yeah, like not a big deal. And then like I woke up and I thought about it and I was like, oh, snap, like in high school, I fell off and like I stopped going and then I just never went back.
0: Oh, so it was like and, an it was like an, uh, it was analogous.
1: Right. And I was like, I never went back. And like while I just wanted to like personally, I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like, who cares? Like other people still like would worry or were worried about it to a degree or like at least wondering like it would be disingenuous just for me to be like oh like not a big deal to me but everyone else is still gonna be like what the heck so that was kind of i want to say like eye-opening that i was like my consequences like have or my actions have consequences and like they might uh it wasn't, like, anything bad, but I was, like, dang, I might, like, need to, like, do some explaining to both, like, myself and other people if I see them.
0: Yeah, I mean, dreams can definitely do that. I think that, like, well, this is, like, this is very, like, Freudian conversation because, like, this is obviously what Freud was was getting after. was, like, trying to attach relevance to dreams and, like, they being, like, a gateway to, like, uh, the inner self or, like. Um, almost a gateway to like how experiences the ego, the ego, right? The ego, and then like life experience, how that shapes the way that, that it's like shapes self perception and can like manifest in certain behaviors. Like, this is a lot of psychotherapy dives into this. Have you ever heard of dialectic
1: behavioral therapy? I believe so.
0: I mean, it's like kind of, um, it's like a, it's, it's an interesting, it's not new necessarily, but it's, it's like a alternative to uh CBT cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and it's meant for like, it's, it's obviously it's dialectic. It's like, it's talk therapy specifically. Um, but like in a very intense way, It's like an intentionally designed. Don't you
1: just like rifle stuff out? Yeah. It's, it's
0: like, it's, it's, it's the idea is to tap into like, um, the idea is to like, yeah, it's like to flush the mind of inner thought
1: almost. Right. You just like whatever I, I'm, like I'm giving,
0: a, I'm giving a poor I'm giving a poor description of what it actually
1: I I think is. I've skimmed by it too at some time in my life. It's like a if I'm not mistaken, like you just you're you're supposed to like just say like the first thing on your mind, like the like first like subconscious thing until like you end up getting to like the the root. But the main thing is just like not thinking about it and just saying it or something. So,
0: something something along those lines like it's 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 a form of talk therapy where like the goals I think are a lot different like it's like with cognitive behavioral therapy I think it's you're more so trying to like um, the different because they, they're they're obviously it's behavioral therapy so you're like you're attaching your your choice making your decision making in real life to you're, you're talking about those choices in in, in an explanat- in an explanatory way is like kind of like the goal whereas um, like cognitive behavioral therapy is like kind of like specifically it's, I think it's trying to like target people who intense, like very hot, like manic people, like people who have very high, very high highs, very low lows. Yeah. And it a switch
1: of your thinking patterns. Right. And
0: then like DBT is, is a little bit different from what I recall. It's, it's about people who um, have trouble like regulating or like, uh, controlling their emotions and it helps them, um, it helps them like I don't know keep it in check by talking through by like talking it out in a more intense way in a kind of uh, elongated way. Um it's an interesting it's an interesting not new but sort of new form of therapy. <coughs> I don't know how we get on therapy, but um
1: oh yeah, do we, yeah, we're and stuff.
0: Yeah, we're talking like Fred and Young and all that. Um but I, I think I think dreams are probably helpful. I, I don't I don't particularly dream all that intensely, um, but
1: I, I like, I like dreams just because I like, uh, sometimes like, I always like, I always extrapolate on people's stuff if they talk about it because it is like a metaphor or like a simile for the most part, but the only person that can know exactly what the meaning is, or at least find like a true deeper meaning is going to be the person who has the dream. Like, so you can extrapolate on it all you want. And it's kind of like, I feel the same way about like psychics and mediums. Like they can say something that will like resonate in you, but it resonates in you. Like it's, you have to come to that conclusion. You know what I mean? Like whether (laughs) someone guides you there or not, like it's a, I, I don't I don't know. it's um I, I like uh, I like the serendipity of dreams or at least rather that's what I miss the most because I'd have stuff that I would like that would kind of happen in my dream. and then you get so, you'll have like a case of deja vu and then you'll be like, did am I just literally remembering this as it happened or did I like dream this?
0: Yeah, was that's this somewhere? Was this somewhere in in the in a dream state that I just don't recall? Like that's that's it. I think that's actually there's probably some merit to that. Like
1: that's what What's I, the what's the weirdest dream? Have you ever had any weird coincidences or dreams that you can't explain? Because I have one that is borderline spooky. It is either a crazy coincidence. Premonition?
0: Yes.
1: Well, yeah, it's either a crazy coincidence or I like I Assassin Creed like genetic memoryed my dad's memory. Ooh, that's wild in a dream yeah right um here. i'll explain mine and then let me know if you have like a weird dream or something that like coincided one time so here's my dream i or no i think it's a dream because here in in hindsight i think it's a dream because in i experienced this here's what i experienced i went to my i went to uh louisiana when i was like four or five years old um me and my cousin were sitting there we we're playing video games and i uh he we we're just sitting there playing like what, whatever didn't matter it was a nintendo and uh he's like i'm thirsty like you want to get something to drink and i was like yeah like you know he's like you want to get some water and i was like you know what? Yeah, let's get some water. Usually I would drink something a little fancy, but I'm like, when in Rome? Do as the Romans do? So, I was like, yeah, let's get some water. So, he gets he gets two cups. He fills them up. He hands me a cup. He's drinking water. I'm drinking water. We're just two bros chilling, drinking water. Like, this is this is great. And my aunt comes in. I've never really been, like, formally introduced. Like, maybe I've seen her one time, but I am very much, like, a child. Like, four years old. I don't I don't know what's going on. I don't even know where I am Uh, drinking the water. And then she's like, he's like coming in the kitchen and drinking water. Like, how are you just going to like drink water? You didn't ask anyone if you could drink water. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I was set up. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) You didn't need to ask. I was like, why am I getting yelled at? I'm a guest. Like, so I'm a four (laughs) year old. So, you know, you can't even form any kind you can't defend yourself at four you can think all it and that's here's why I feel for kids because I thought all that all that ran through my head in 13 seconds but like I couldn't you can't say that like you can't form a sentence and be like well I just don't think it's fair that I'm getting singled out because I was four so I'm sitting there getting a little flustered like looking around and then my other aunt comes in and then she's like leave that poor boy alone he's just drinking water in the kitchen like you ain't yelling at him and he's drinking water you ain't got nothing better to do than just he's she's like come she like come here baby like don't pay her no mind. And I was like okay like someone with some sense this is great. And um then ever since I was 4 year 4 years old that's end scene I don't remember anything until like you know like my 6th birthday or whatever. Um but a couple years ago I was hanging out with my dad, right? And he was like he's like, yeah, I was hanging out with my cousin and we go to the keys. Do you want to get some water? And we go to the kitchen and then we're drinking water. And then she's like, what are you doing drinking water? You need to ask someone. And then his aunt came in and then she's like, you leave that poor boy alone. And so he's telling me this story and I'm like,
0: you're about to puke. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm like, I'm like, that happened to me. Wow. I was like, I don't know who or what I was like, but like maybe. So here's the thing too. We could just, that could have just been like my aunt's daughter and that she's just a bitch too in the same exact way.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, maybe, but But
1: that would make more sense like that. We both were victimized and they're both just fucking kind of bitches to kids for no reason because they want to feel strong. But (laughs) either way, I was, he was telling me the story. I was like, what the fuck?
0: That is pretty wild. I have to admit that's, that's pretty rare.
1: Yeah, I me think right. that anything like that's
0: ever genuinely happened to me. I don't, nothing. I nothing not I can think of. My dreams are pretty unremarkable for the most part. Like I've I have, had like I, I have, like the recurring dream, and it's all it, it is all attached to like, um, oh the the recurring dream that I, it, it's it's actually a recurring nightmare. Technically, it's 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 the Mike Myers dream, and not like Austin Powers. Like I'm talking like 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 serial killer. Oh yeah, baby. John Carpenter. And it's all because my grandmother traumatized me when I was 4. Um for some reason this woman thought it was a great idea. And I'm going to I'm going to put it on blast right here on this fucking on the airwaves. I don't even care. Um, blast
1: on the cast.
0: Yeah, it's going down. Yeah, blasting on the cast. Um she she showed me the original Halloween when I was 4 years old on a spooky ass fall night when she was babysitting me at her house. And oh, uh, so
1: you're just old enough for like cognitive function. And, oh, like, yeah. I kind, kind of weird. understand what's going on, but not old enough to know that this isn't real.
0: You know what, though? I'm really proud of myself because I actually held it together that whole movie, and I did not actually flip out until the uh, until he busts through the fucking closet at the end and she stabs him with the coat hanger, like in the eye.
1: Proud of yourself, bro. You're like 31 years old, still having nightmares about Michael Myers. You, it's okay <laughs> to be like. <laughs> No, so but i didn't flip
0: put- out though my point is that yeah. I, was, like, I was good like i was like sitting there soaking it in not afraid not crying and then i did as soon as he like that actually got me and i remember crying and then i remember like it just so happened to coincide with my parents walking into
1: <laughs> right as i'm falling and i'm
0: like damn it if you had been here 10 minutes earlier
1: you would have seen me yeah but they crazy. see like a horror movie and they're like what's going on oh here? no they were so furious
0: they were so mad which, by the way, it was not like the worst thing ever that my grand, like my grandmother used to do cr- like crazy shit. Like, she, I say she's from a different time, but like grandmothers, no grandmother at any time should be doing shit like this. Like she used to walk us down to like this, she used to like go get scratch offs down at like the Seaway Plaza. Like we'd walk down this road uh, where like that walks along the road, the woods. And when she was watching us, she'd be like, she's got to go down to the liquor store and get like the scratch offs. And she would take us with her and we'd walk with her. And we're walking down the road and there's like this patch of woods. And for some reason she thought that this was like, okay to tell a seven year old that, uh, that a woman, Oh yeah. A woman over in this patch of woods right here, right where you're standing was raped and stabbed like a hundred times and murdered right here in these woods. And I remember being seven and being like, I don't know what the rape part means, but I definitely know what it means to get stabbed and uh, getting stabbed like a hundred times. is not something that that doesn't sound good. And then like having like the image in my brain,
1: like <laughs> it's like what are what are you doing Why would Grandma you do? knows best dude
0: yeah well they say that but that's it's not on display in this story um but the mike myers dream is always the one that gets me and i think it stems from that like this dude this dude is it's because i it's because of that and then i saw like that that original we've talked about on the podcast actually that original nightmare on elm street like that opening scene in like the boiler room like mm. like that shit it's always inverse it's like a combo it's like mike myers in the boiler room like stalking me down he's he's just slowly stalking me down he's just like he's he's getting he's coming after me but he's coming slow and i can outrun him but i don't know where i'm going in this boiler room and it's wet and it's dripping and shit's hot and it's uh, you know. and know where to go but like i'm climbing on a bunch of metal grates and shit and i'm just trying to get out and it's, it's always that um speaking of which i did want to i want to pivot to this really quick because like not to make the podcast about film we talk about film enough in, on the pod but did you I want to talk about skinner Rink really quick uh, did you see that i sent that i sent the link of it to you um at least uh, about the film mm-hmm. I definitely think you got to give that a, give that a go and I've been like kind of like stuck on it a little bit since I watched it um and it's honestly I feel like everyone should just give it a whack. And most people are probably just like, it's such a unique standalone experience of a film. And it it actually pertains directly to what we're talking about. Um, If I can describe it without like giving too much away. um, The film is constructed to tap into, to specifically childhood fear. Um, All of the film, all of the camera work is from that of like a child's POV. Like, it's very low and like, it, it, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of like camera techniques that are very like, that tap into like what it was, what it's like to be a child when you wake up from a nightmare in your home. And it's like, it's, it's like, it's very on the nose. Like, you like, I don't know why, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how they did it, but you're just like, holy shit. This is exactly how I remember it feeling being like five or six. And like, maybe you having to walk down your hallway to your parents' bedroom to wake them up because you you just had a nightmare or something, and like the fear of like walking in the dark down in your house. This movie just fucking nails that, and then it obviously elevates it to a, a absolutely horrifying level in in ways that like like the, it's it, there's two kids in the house. The film is shot; you never actually really see the kids head on because you're kind of always looking from their POV. And like you're very low to the ground and the lighting is so weird that it plays tricks on your eyes. So you're kind of seeing stuff in the dark, just like a kid would. And there's a couple like under the bed shots. And there's like, uh, there's like toy shots and the rooms are kind of lit up from like a a TV that's been left on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like the very strange lighting, very strange sound. And it turns out that like, okay, these two kids are alone in the house. The parents are now missing and something is in this house with them. Yeah. And you're like, oh shit. Like, holy shit. What's going on? Like, there are a couple scenes that, like, I swear to God, it felt like my heart stopped. I was just like, my hands were like sweating. And I'm like, God damn, this is tapping in. I, I'm bringing this up specifically, A, because I'm obsessed with like film and shit, but like mostly because like we're talking about like childhood shit, like childhood dreams and nightmares and what have you. And uh, this movie like embodies that. It was, it's fucking wild, wild movie. Um, and if it doesn't work, like anybody listening, if it doesn't work for you, you'll know pretty, pretty soon. It, if you get to like the most intense point of the film and get through that scene without it doing anything for you, then you might as well just turn it off at that point. Cause it, 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 it might not, it might not reach you, but if, if it does, if it does reach you, cause it's an art film, it's a very like experimental thing um but it's it's hard to even categorize it really as a film it doesn't feel like one it feels like an experience like it's like an emotional experience because you're really it doesn't it's not really about being a movie and it's about like it it evokes like an emotion from you it's very strange
1: Um, it's art then
0: yeah exactly right yeah it does it does things that art
1: art does but um better than a better than my reoccurring dreams though
0: which is which is why what
1: is, it, what is it I think I was saying that the when we we're talking about the graves it is it's either I'm in some perilous. it's <laughs> always like life or death I'm always dying in <laughs> some kind of horrible situation whether it's like a plane crash or or um just getting straight up shot oh like actually shot yeah hmm. like someone will like turn around and be like oh they got a gun they will be like pop pop I'll just be like oh I'm I'm on the floor
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't really have that one. I feel like that one's like I feel like it's more likely that you have you have to have been shot and get the P- get that PTSD going to kind of well, I was
1: I, don't get me wrong, I've never been shot.
0: <laughs> not in this lifetime, maybe in a
1: past life. Somebody hit right. you with a musket. You know what it is? If I had to think about it, it's probably just because like a uh, subconsciously I feel like uh, like I'm not in control of my like literal life. Like, my life's in someone else's hands. Mm, okay. You know? Because, like, they are taking it from me. Oh, yeah. So you, you're forced to hand over your life. Right, right. And then, I'm never upset, and I'm never even really scared. It's almost like it's, like, not, like, willingly, but just, yeah, it is, like, it's just, uh, not fighting back. Just accepting me handing my life over. You know what? Need to switch that up. I need to punch the guy in the face.
0: <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta fight back in those. Dr- well, it's always that. It's always that moment and the the dream. A dream always ends like just as something like permanent's about to happen. Yeah, that's kind of like always the the point of a dream, I guess.
1: I've I, had a lot of black screens in dreams. I,
0: I can't. I can't ever shake the Jimmy Neutron episode. I think it was where like he's gotta like he's gotta do something wild and unbelievable in the dream. To like wake himself up, was it Jimmy Neutron or was it like fucking?
1: Yeah, I think he like kisses Cindy or something.
0: He does something wild. Yeah, like he's in the dream and he's trying to figure out how to like he's how to wake himself up. And so he's got to do something. Yeah, I think he, I think he does. I think he, I think he kisses the one girl. Yeah. It's either that or fairly odd parents or something. And that's always been in my head it was like, always, I, I, it doesn't work in the actual dream world, but for some this, reason,
1: it's this monkey bone.
0: What's
1: Monkey Bone? The movie, movie Monkey Bone. The guy, he's a, he's a cartoon, uh, he's like a cartoon creator, and then he goes in a coma, and then his cartoon creation like is gonna try to take him over, and then he's gonna die if like that happens. So like he has yeah. to, he's going through like the his subconscious as he's dying, and he needs to wake up out the coma or else like his. His creation's gonna just be like a weird, crazy guy out in the weird, real, real world, and like get him killed. Yeah. Okay, monkey, you would do monkey bone, dude. Is that with uh?
0: That. What's his fucking name?
1: Brandon yeah, Hicks. yeah, me Fraser. You're there.
0: You're here. Um. Well, I we wanted to go short on this. so Do you want to you want to wrap it or uh, talk about what's coming up next on the uh? The, yeah
1: let's do both let's uh, talk about what's coming up and we'll wrap it up
0: yeah so well let's we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna hopefully as long as errol can get his shit together we're gonna do blaze foley sitting by the road uh we're gonna do that podcast next week um we'll probably pump that out that'll be out next monday um this will be this will be just a quick fireside chat just to fill in just a little uh we'll do some updating on what we're planning for the pod um I'll actually take a look at the. You know what we can do is we've got our kind of schedule locked in, so we might as well just kind of not announce it necessarily, but like this is kind of what we have planned at least. Um, you know, that's always subject to change, but for the most part, this should be pretty locked in. So this week, you got your Fireside Chat. Uh, next week, we're going to do uh, Sitting by the Road by Blaze Foley. We're going to talk th- about that um, compilation album, and we'll talk a little Blaze Foley about his life and some stuff around that film, or I'm sorry, around that. um, that artist um, from the seventies and eighties talk about that music. Cause the music is great. Errol actually listened to something that we were, well, let's talk about that for a few minutes. I mean, you that happened to get mixed up. What Errol ended up getting mixed up was a, a record that came out last summer that I had suggested we talk about this summer um, when it kind of gets around about the uh, one year mark that the album was out, which was weather veins by Jason Isbell and the 400 unit. Um, we were planning on doing that and i i offered it up for like a june pod because we're kind of trying to schedule out the year as best we can trying to fill in our weeks and just give things in order so we can do our prep work um errol ended up listening to that album instead of the blaze foley um errol you want to kind of like dish out some initial thoughts on, on what you thought of that album and then we'll do we'll definitely do a deep dive on it if you think it's worth it
1: come june oh no i absolutely do think it's worth a deep dive um one of the, I won't even say like better country albums, because like I've said it before, I'm not the biggest country fan, but it's like legit one of the better albums I've heard in whole, like front to back. Um, I would, it's almost like a concept album.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, there's like a lot of thematic stuff that he's.
1: Yeah, and, and a couple of them, if you ask me, are like intertwining, or at least that they one. can be seen as that. At least I did.
0: I've always said that he's he's like, uh, and I think I said this in the text to you that like he's he's like the best songwriter of our generation. He's like our I call him our generation's Bob Dylan. Like I think he's he tackles social issues in a very creative way. I, I don't think he's as good of a writer um, as Bob Dylan was. Obviously, that's um, you know
1: a very high bar. But like in terms, well, I mean, of even putting song- him in the same sentence is kind of that's what's
0: yeah. I, well, I just mean in terms of songwriting, like song, like specifically, like Bob Dylan was like a. Like he could have written, he could have written books. Like he could have written full, he could have written at length. Whereas this dude is built, like he is built to write songs. He has mastered the craft of writing songs um, measure for measure. Like he's, he's at pound for pound measure for measure. He is as good as songwriters get in, in the 21st century, in my opinion. And he, he really knows like from that album and we'll, we'll talk about it. King of Oklahoma, I was telling Earl, was like, I think that's like the, the one of the more important songs written in the 21st century about middle America and about, um, you know, drug use and family, you know, familial collapse. And like, oh, there's just a lot to it that like can really reach. The, it's like a very common story told in a very beautiful way in this like very intimate. and, 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 and it's,
1: Yeah, it's made like a it's made a lot more human. Oh, because it's so easy to be on the other side of that and be like, I can't believe someone's just going to like, you know, oh, someone's just stripping copper. Yep. And then but he's we... like, nah, like got to do that. Like, there's no cameras. And then he gets <laughs> there. He's like, someone mm-hmm. else, no, hate to spoil it, but he's like, someone else got that. man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll talk about the album because there's a lot of that kind of stuff going on in the album about. You know, it's, it's just a, it's, it's a beautiful record. And it was honestly, it's not even his best. I mean, he's got he's got several other ones that are, but, it, but he's never really put out a bad one. They're all, they're all very good. And they've all got a lot to talk about. So I figured since that'll kind of cross the one year mark weather veins by Jason Isbell and the 400 unit, you can look out for that in uh, June. Also, you know, it's funny too, uh, you know, th- that will actually work out beautifully too, because uh, he's actually coming to Syracuse uh, in, in June, Jason Isbell, um, He's coming to uh, Beacon Skiff uh, for our, our listeners. If you haven't um, checked it out, Beacon Skiff is an apple orchard here in Central New York in Lafayette, just south of Syracuse. Um, it's like this big, beautiful apple orchard. they Arrow, uh, have you ever heard of 1911? Yeah. The, the alcohol. Um, mm-hmm. That's the distillery. Is is there? Is there? That's their like headquartered distillery. 1911 is made in Lafayette at the uh, Beacon Skiff apple orchards um and he's playing there so they they put concerts on there i've seen i've been to a couple shows there it's wonderful it's like a big they put a big stage up and it's like right in front of the apple there's a big open field and a bunch of like uh, apple orchards all are all surrounding you and it's it's just a beautiful venue and he's playing there at the end of june so we can do the album in the beginning of june and then uh you know we'll plug the uh plug some of his show dates and um there'll be like kind of one year mark um uh, I also will mention, he he was in Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm. Yeah, oh yeah. He, it, it was like his acting debut. Scorsese cast him as a... He's kind of got a big role in the movie, to be honest. He's in like a bunch of the movie. He's in there a lot. He has like a couple of like very central scenes where he, he is... He goes to, toe-to-toe with DiCaprio in one scene and then it's otherwise very much of a supporting role, like where he's kind of just sort of in the background of a lot of scenes, but he's, he's a good actor. Do can act. Nice. Uh, that being said, uh, yeah, that's going to be June, June, June 29th. 20th. Beacon Skiff. Yeah. So uh, people should check him out in the, uh, in the state of New York. I definitely will be at the show. I've seen him live and it's, it, it's, his music is so, atta- I've been listening to him since he was with drive-by truckers, um, you know, 15 years ago at this point, probably more, maybe even longer. I've been, he, he's been around He's been in my music world for a solid 10 or 15 years and it's been it's been a joy to watch his kind of career blossom into this like very very much impressive um that's 116 bucks per no you're looking at the wrong it's it shouldn't be that much it shouldn't be it shouldn't be at least let's take a look um where are you looking on the on the beacon skiff website no yeah, that's your problem. You got to get, you got to go right to the, it should be like maybe 70 bucks, at, you know, at the highest end. Like 88. Uh, yeah, if you go right to the tickets from the website, 59, 59.50 for GA. 60 bucks. You just got to go to the website. So, folks, for, if you're interested in this summer seeing Jason Isabel in uh, Lafayette, New York, just go to the, uh, <clears throat> go to the beacon skiff type in beacon skiff in your google bar jason isbell and you'll pull you right up hit the tickets 59. fifty can't beat it should be a good show yep. great show i saw him i saw him two summers ago um and uh he's 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 amazing i mean he's just amazing his music is so like very emotional and intimate it's it's, it's quite he's quite a performer it's really really good um so that's that's probably coming in june but let's talk about uh what's forthcoming after blaze foley we got blaze foley next weekend um and then we're going to do um to close out the month of january uh we're going to do an episode that centers around uh we touched on a little bit today but we're going to talk about a few of the different psychedelic medicines um and we're going to kind of do a deep dive and try to unpack um we'll probably pick a couple each that we were going to want to talk about and we'll we'll kind of just have a loose discussion about like where they're at in terms of medical development and how they are being kind of rolled out into the public. Um, now that there's been some research, I know Johns Hopkins is like a big player in the development of some of these stuff, uh, or some of these substances in terms of mental health treatment specifically and a lot of PTSD treatment. Um, but we're going to do a big episode on that. And then I think we'll probably, we'll probably record, um, we'll probably record for that. And then we're gonna sit down, hopefully over Zoom. Errol, um, this is, hopefully this is still in the books. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Errol's um, uncle, uh, who's had a very specific um, psychedelic experience that um, was very much helpful for him in his life in a bunch of different ways. And we'll kind of sit down and do a little interview style with him and chat for about a half an hour, forty five minutes, and kind of talk that out on the back end of that episode. Is that that's still on the uh, on the docket, Errol?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really excited about it, and uh, I know he is too. Um, oh, good. He um, he swears uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, positive effects, and uh, he doesn't he didn't have anything anything real negative other than the uh, the experience itself. Where he said it wasn't easy. Yeah, well, I've, heard, so.
0: I've heard that. I've heard that it's, it can be very very traumatic and very intense and and kind of shape shifting. Um, but. We'll let him kind of talk about that and, and explain what his experience was and, and all the downstream effects that it had on him. So um, that'll be kind of like a two part episode. Errol and I will have like a, a, a discussion to open the pod, same length, probably about half an hour, 45 minutes. And then we'll have that um, on the back end, an interview with his, uh, with Errol's uncle. Um, and what, what's your uncle's full name? Just wait.
1: Well, that's uh, Mick McCarthy.
0: McCarthy. Okay, so we'll talk to him and about his experience in, on the back end of that episode. That will close out the month of January, um, and then we'll roll into February. February's looking like this. Uh, first week, uh, we're going to do a biography of Chet Baker. We're going to uh, we're gonna go back to that biography series. We we're, we're definitely all one um, for that. We haven't touched the biography series in quite a while, probably in a few months. So we're going to dive in, tell the story of Chet Baker. We're going to follow that up with another music entry. We're going to talk about um daniel johnston's hi how are you which is another that's kind of that's a really good like double um feature almost or a a double episode to match or to pair with the blaze foley one Uh, both like very low fidelity very like scratchy recordings of um like kind of independent artists who basically got the music recorded and made in like the cheapest and easiest way they possibly could have um, but still managed to kind of push through some like artistic vision to each of them, and I also
1: think it kind of adds to it.
0: Yeah, it's a perfect like double whammy to go back to back on the music on the music series with those two, um because we have talked about some other like kind of bigger. um We talked about Lupe Fiasco and we talked about Wu Tang, which are both rap albums, and they're both like. Wu-Tang a little bit on the lower production side, but like still kind of iconic and big and mainstream. Now we're going to kind of dive off into the into the kind of the underground of music um, for the next two. Um, we're going to follow that up with what I'm looking forward to probably most on the podcast to talk about. We're going to talk about a major, um, a major film in Black History Month. We're going to talk, um, we're going to add another, that'll be the next time we return to the film series. We're going to talk about 12 Years a Slave which is going to be very, very difficult to talk about. It's going to be very difficult to watch the film again. I haven't seen, I saw the film for like the second time a year or so ago. Um, and it was uh, very difficult to watch. Very upsetting film, like in a super intense way. Um, I know that uh, I'm, I'm uh, almost, I want, I'm not unqualified. I don't want to like disqualify myself from talking about like black history, but like, cause I do think I could, I can, I think everybody could have some contribution to that dialogue. Um, So I'll do the best I can as, as a non-black person um, to talk about slavery and what the film means. I'll probably try to stick with what the film is trying to convey. And um, Errol, as our, as our African American representative for the podcast, um, I'll let you kind of take the lead on that, on that episode, but I'm looking really forward to talking about that big, important episode, I think.
1: Yeah. You're like. As a white person, I'll like uh, do what I can. I'm thinking, as a black person, I'll uh, I'll say what I want. I suppose.
0: <laughs> well, I'm gonna say what I want, but I'm also not. <laughs> I'm just also not gonna pretend that like, um, it's 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 a mo- as a white person being on you know on one side of the coin. The film, hey, you're the
1: you're the one. This is your call. So I know, no, it absolutely because actually think it's,
0: I think it's an extremely important film that I think people chose to forget because of how upsetting it was.
1: Oh, yeah, too, don't let me. Don't
0: no, let me I, try. To... I'll, I'll I'll definitely I'll, listen, I'll say I'll say what, I'm I'm fully capable of having a mature conversation without being like without being completely steeped in my own like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stick my head in the sand and pretend that like this film hits me the same way it hits African Americans. Obviously, no it does not. Um but it's it is de- it's de- it's still it, it's no matter who could watch this film, it is deeply emotional and very, very, very upsetting, very depressing awful awful things to see but a beautiful film and in, in my opinion a very important film and i think it fits perfectly into black history month um i think it's i think it, it'll be a difficult um thing to sit through and watch again but and it'll also be difficult to talk about but it'll be important to talk about and i think it'll be one of our most important episodes to do so looking forward to that we'll do the, we'll do all the legwork and prep work for that and that'll be coming out uh third week in february then we will close february out um, with an introduction to the history, uh, or not, not an introduction, but more so a um, uh, the next installment of the history podcast, uh, history series, I should say. We're going to talk about, um, we're going to try to unpack and give a historical breakdown of what was another kind of forgotten moment in history in, so, in a lot of ways. Um, we're going to do the backstory and kind of um, try to chronologically break down the um, the assassination attempt of Ronald of president at the time, president Ronald Reagan. Um, once again, another like very, very historic moment that
1: right, I, like that I, happened.
0: Shit happened. Oh yeah. And he almost died. Like he, he actually was, the, the assassination attempt was almost successful. And there's a bunch of backstory um, tied to taxi driver, the Mont film, Jody Foster, John, like, like John Hinckley was a madman. And there was like, it's just a fascinating story that I think is due for, um, a retelling on the podcast just because i i found it super interesting and i think it'd be a lot of fun to do some like deeper reading on so um,
1: i'm uh i'm gonna say something i only feel comfortable saying it here because it's like the fireside chat dude. i saw this like it was like a meme. It was just like a picture of Jodie Foster. And she's like, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of impressed when I seen that he went. Oh, my through. God. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, oh, my God. And whoever wrote that song. <laughs> It was like a quote from it. It's like. I was actually a little impressed that he went there. I, you like, got?
0: I, I can't believe he got that close.
1: <laughs> right. I was like, I hate the internet. <laughs> like, me too. That's just I me. actually yeah. found it really attractive that he went through all that to and I was like, I swear. I couldn't believe, believe that he, he managed to almost he really did. I found it endearing that he did that for me. Yeah, that's pretty
0: insane. Uh, that's that's yeah. that's the internet for you though. Um, so that's through February. Uh March is actually booked up too, and March looks pretty good. Uh, there'll probably be a week off somewhere in there in, in either February or March. It, pro- it looks like March is kind of like we're booked out through the third week of or the fourth week of March. Oh, and- I
1: have a uh, – yeah, I'll, I'll be on vacation. I think I'm heading to the island. When is that? Like the third week of March.
0: That's fine, yeah, because there's that, that third week. We have a week at the end of March, so we'll just push one of these back. But what we've got scheduled for March is going to be um, – first week will be uh, – we're going to record on March 2nd, which means it'll be released March 4th. We're going to do, so we're going to shift, we're going to shift things up a little bit in the, in the uh, world of uh, MMA. We talk MMA, but I also know we'd like to talk MMA, but we also, and UFC, but we like to talk boxing too. Um, so I'm trying to encapsulate both and make sure that, because I feel bad because I actually want to talk some boxing, what's going on in the sport. There was a huge knockout last night from uh, Arter Better, Better Beef who is 20 and zero with 20 knockouts, which is wild and is unheard of in the sport. But like, I feel like we don't get a chance to kind of really cover the both sports. And I think it's due to cover both of them the best we can. So I mean, we're going to introduce a new series that's going to try to like um, kind of fit the UFC MMA stuff into, a, into a, its own series that will cover every other month or every handful of uh, or every like six weeks or so and so that, that, that series is going to be called current combat. Um, and we're going to basically just recap what's gone on, um, in the previous month or so in the world of, uh, MMA and boxing. Uh, we're going to talk about what's forthcoming. Uh, and then we'll talk about what's forthcoming in, in both those sports and kind of get excited, maybe do a little prediction stuff, stuff like that. Um, but we'll talk about both sports in one episode. We'll probably do one every six weeks or so. Um, and uh, for that specific episode, we're probably going to recap the first couple months of the year, and then we will uh, we'll do a little preview of what was going to come that month, which is going to be um, UFC 299, and then uh, Francis Ngannou versus Anthony Joshua, which I can't even believe that I'm saying that that those fights going to happen, but it is going to happen, and it's going to be wild. So. Um, that'll be what we talk about week one week two we are talking This is errol's errol's pick for the uh, film series we're going to talk the 1984 cult classic the toxic adventure adventure which i have not seen i'm looking forward to, to watching that by the way um super pumped that you have not brought a whole lot of films to the series that like i haven't seen yet so i'm pretty excited to, to give that a go um you got any yeah, so <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I always really liked this movie because of uh, I saw it like when I was really young. It was on G4, the old gaming network, and um, it's just like an old Campy's 80 movie that is like unapologetically 80s. And yes. Awesome. The only reason why I was like, 100% we need to cement this in, because they're doing a redo. They're doing another one now. Yeah, I have like seen
0: a- that. I've se- It's funny because when you said it, that's what I thought you were talking about. I was like, bro, I thought we were just talking about doing something from like the 70s or 80s. And you were like, oh no, this is the original. I was like, "Oh, okay, so this is a remake coming out in 2023 with Peter Dinklage, right?" Right. Well, uh, 2024. Oh, right. This year. Sorry. Yep. That, yeah. Yeah. You're right. 2024. So th- when is that due? You know, and then that's due to come out? I don't. You think I would? That's okay. Well, well, we'll get to it when that episode comes out. We'll get to all those dirty details. Um, and then, like you said, it looks like the week after that, you'll probably be on vacation, and then um so we'll take a week off in there somewhere and we'll push these last two to the last two weeks there's five weeks in in march so we're going to at least hit four of them um and we're going to do another biography on uh, on the story of johnny ace um fascinating story fascinating end to his story and and i'm looking forward to talking about that one um we'll talk a little bit about his music his impact on music the folklore that was his life and uh there's a, there's a, that'll be a pretty short episode. <laughs> be short for a very specific reason. You'll, you'll find out when we, when we actually do the deep dive and then uh to close out March, and this is where we're booked up to, we've got some ideas in the works coming forward, but we're going to close out March with uh the final film installment of that, um of that month. And that's going to be Donnie Darko. We'll be talking Donnie Darko. So that's what you've got to look forward to in the proof of reviews podcast. Um, Errol, uh, is there any, and like I said, I, I, I should, I should, kind of um mention at at, you know as as we're getting through all this some of this stuff will be subject to change if something does you know crop up that we feel like needs to get swapped out you know we, we do sometimes pivot as you as we found out tonight errol sometimes doesn't do his flipping job and now we've got to do a fireside chat and talk about talk about dreams and shit yeah it happens Sometimes it's going to happen, so there is some uh, flexibility on all that. But hopefully, hopefully, that's that's kind of the path we're on. Those are the topics we're going to be taking on in the next couple of months. So you got something to look forward to. Um, and like I said, some some of those are subject to change potentially, um, but that is that is the goal for now. Um, and then in April, we've got a few things. We're starting to filter out some ideas, but we'll uh, we'll get there when we we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So. Earl, anything else you wanna you wanna touch on before we close out the old uh, the first installment of the Fireside Chat? This isn't exactly the way I thought that the Fireside Chat would go, but it's it's a good introduction. It's just like the history series, like the history series was kind of like yeah you get you get, you get your feet wet before you uh you know before you dive full dive in headfirst.
1: Oh yeah, we'll have a we'll have a true chat by the fireside here eventually, but yeah,
0: maybe a live recording even.
1: Well, yeah, that's yeah that's what I mean, but um yeah no it's um. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't really have anything, I never really have nothing by the end of it. Perfect.
0: All right, well, we'll close it out, and uh, like I said, hopefully, next uh, this, this will be out tomorrow, Monday. Um, so hopefully, you guys enjoy the uh, quick fireside chat, little recap. Um, and then we'll you know, on what's coming up on the peripheral views podcast, and then uh, you know, next Monday, look out for Blaze Foley sitting by the road. We're uh, we're gonna talk about that album and we'll talk about it track for track the way we do in the music series. Um, and that's, uh, that's a wrap for the Peripheral views Podcast for tonight. Um, should hit a little bit of housekeeping on the way out um, as, uh, as per usual. Um, we've, uh, we're on Twitter slash X at Peripheral 123. We, um, we have our own website where all of our content is uploaded and is available for streaming, PeripheralViewsPodcast.com. Um, we are on Apple, po- Apple podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. If you happen to listen to us on any one of the three, please leave us a rating and review, um, and a subscription. Super helpful for the analytics and the algorithms, uh, all that stuff. It helps our, it helps our numbers. It helps our growth. Um, so we really appreciate any support you can offer us on that front. Um, we're also on soundcloud.com forward slash peripheral views one, two, three. If you uh, choose to use that app for streaming, um, and if you want to reach us a little bit more directly, a little bit off social media or offline, our our, uh, our email account is PeripheralViewsPodcast at gmail.com, and we will respond expeditiously as we typically do. Um, the last podcast we did was on The Grey. Uh, feel free to dive back to that. That was uh, 2012's The Grey by Joe uh, Carnahan starring Liam Neeson. Um, I thought we nailed that episode. It was a really, really fun movie to talk about because it was, it's a, it's a, like an, an above average secretly above average great action survivalist thriller and uh with some like beautiful like um uh, uh, symbolism throughout the film and it was in some deeper deeper stuff going on with it that was fun to kind of unpack
1: yeah, um, it definitely puts the gray in
0: great <laughs> solid yes sir yes it does um so feel free to go back and i i thought we put the great in gray in the gray specifically in terms of coverage so uh feel free to dive back to that episode that is uh one back in the podcast um library so feel free to listen give that a listen and if you if you haven't already um or watch the film and then listen um because uh it's a great film a lot to talk about so um that being said i think that's just about it for the uh, peripheral views podcast we really appreciate all the support you guys give us um and uh we will uh we'll see you on the next round of the personal news podcast thanks for joining us again and we'll see you